G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as we do on a Thursday, we love to check in with Family Voice Australia. Greg Bondar is the Family Voice State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg, a special welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Delighted to be here. Uh, Greg, let's start off uh, with this controversy I mentioned just a moment ago. Uh, the controversy around the Netflix movie called Cuties. Uh, what are your concerns about this film? Uh, Neil, look, I have to tell you, this is a real disturbing development. Uh, school holidays are just around the corner. Kids will be home watching Netflix. But I have to tell you, this particular film, I will not be watching but my, on, based on my research, the film is absolutely disturbing for any young child to be watching. You, you, we cannot allow this to happen. One of the things is that the, that the Internet Movie Database, which is a secular platform owned by Amazon, has done a review of the film and they've given some descriptions of the actual scenes within the movie, which I have to tell you are disturbing. Uh, well, I, I know what you're yeah, yeah. you're about to uh, yeah. just uh, let us in on some of these scenes, yeah. and uh, so just a little warning for parents who might have little ears uh, listening yeah. in now, because uh, some of this can be disturbing. Uh, just give us an insight into yeah. what these scenes actually display. Yeah, look, I, I'm going to tone it down because I, I've actually edited the comments from the Internet Movie Database, as I said, which gave a summary. So please. Uh, I, I, I want you to be careful um, if you have young ones around. But look, basically, the film actually depicts uh, a young 11-year-old girl, Neil, uh, who locks herself in the bathroom, pulls down her pants and takes a picture of her private parts and then publishing it online. Another scene, children, 11, 12, watching pornography on a cell phone. Another scene which is really disturbing is these young girls dancing lewdly and apparently they, they do what's called twerks. I, never, I don't know what a twerk is, but apparently it's a highly sexualized form of dancing. So, Neil, what we've got here is a movie for, about young kids and it's meant to be, apparently, according to the filmmaker, a film it's, it's a, to, to avoid exploiting children. But you can't... Exploiting children, to warn about exploiting children, is the wrong way to go about it. This is a real form of sexploitation, and Neil, we have to do something about it because it's a really, really disturbing thing that's coming out of the secular media and and entering the, the homes of families with young children, Neil. So we have a movie that is on Netflix. It encourages... Sexting, it encourages the idea of children uh, watching pornography on their mobile device and uh, the whole issue around uh, dancing 
luridly. I mean, and a lot of this stuff comes into the conversation, Greg, and parents are interested and concerned about their own teenagers, but then I guess if you can just sort of, uh, you know, uh, do a search and get it on Netflix, yeah. then it's there in your own living room. So you might think that it would be good to be able to, in some ways, alert parents to the idea that there are this movie, and no doubt there's lots of movies that have got uh, issues and problems with them that we might be really cautious about as parents. But but yes, a movie that does that, uh, that hypersexualizes girls, uh, that is a challenge and that needs to be highlighted. And well, absolutely. Yeah. And lots of critics are uh, lots of critics are lining up to uh, to uh, condemn this movie. Well, Neil, we have put out a press release nationally calling to, to calling on the uh, on the arts industry media to, to take some form of action. I'll talk to you about that in a second. But what this film is going to do is really it's going to whet the appetite of pedophiles, and it will fuel the child sex trafficking trade, which is a disaster. It it, it sends shivers up my spine when I hear of uh, child sex trafficking. So we have to stop this. But not only that, listen to this, Neil. Christine Pelosi, who's the daughter of the House uh, Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, and she's a Democrat, as you know, and they're very left-wing, progressive. She said, the film Cuties hypersexualizes girls my daughter's age, and no doubt to the delight, delight of pedophiles like the ones I prosecuted. So it's a really disturbing issue here, Neil, and we need to put a Christian context into this because this goes totally against our biblical values. You only have to look at, you know, Psalm 127. Children are a heritage from the Lord. So we've got to make sure that we can do something. And what we're suggesting in our press release and what have you is that people cancel their Netflix account write to their local member of parliament, write to the media. Don't allow your kids to watch this because it's really, really not in their interest and it's absolutely merely just exploitation now. And there might be a whole host of movies uh, that you could say the same sorts of things mm. about, Greg, and uh, I can take your point here, and listeners uh, will certainly be aware that there are all sorts of dangerous things that we'd allow our children to watch uh, on a Netflix film. Uh, interestingly, though, when you've got a film like this, and it raises all of these issues, issues that parents are concerned about, issues that every man and woman ought to be concerned about when it comes to sexualizing children, Children. And what it does is give us an opportunity to be able to talk about the way exploitation happens. So mm. in some sense, there's a silver lining on a dark cloud here because it raises for us these sorts of issues that need to be addressed. Absolutely. And, and really what we're saying is that God works in mysterious ways and, and we should seek ways to bring good out of evil. And, uh, of course, I, Genesis fifteen twenty, where I look at the, you know, um, uh, Joseph and his two brothers, um, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. So something good will come out of this, hopefully and prayerfully, Neil. Well, it sparks our imagination about what our children might be watching on Netflix yeah. and uh, gives us that warning and uh, gives us that encouragement to be yeah. cautious about what we're allowing our children to watch. Hey, let's talk uh, some other issues here. Yeah. Uh, we've been uh, talking over previous weeks about the 
uh, anti-discrimination amendment bill in the New South Wales Parliament, the one that's been brought by Mark Latham, uh, on some uh, significant issues around how easy it is uh, to be able to bring some sort of anti-discrimination action against people. What are your thoughts on latest developments? Interestingly, um, last Friday, uh, Neil Robert Borsak, the chair of the uh, of the committee, the Portfolio Committee Number Five, Legal Affairs um, and uh, Anti Discrimination Amendment Complaint Handling Bill, brought down their report and recommendations. Now it's a start, but it's a, not exactly what we wanted. So I do feel for Mark Latham here, but it's got something really interesting in there which I need to share with with your listeners, Neil, and that is that recommendation. 2.26 says that the New South Wales government consider amending sections 89B and 92 of the Anti-Discrimination Act 1977 to, now listen to this now, allow the President of the Commission to refuse to accept the complaint where the President is satisfied that the complaint or part of the complaint is frivolous, vexatious, misconceived or lacking in substance. Now, this is a critical recommendation because, as you know, our, our friend Bernard Gaynor, who was on our webinar, by the way, on Monday night, um, is subject to litigation from somebody in New South Wales. And some of the complaints that he brought against Bernard have been frivolous, vexatious and misconceived. So this is hopefully a good recommendation. Uh, there are a lot of other things that need to be done, but we're, we're, we're praying that the New South Wales government which has six months to report on this uh, recommendation, will at least adopt some of these for the good of the whole country, Neil. And listeners to this program will know we've followed along a lot of the developments that have happened in the lives of various ones who've been dragged before uh, all sorts of uh, mm. uh, courts and because of uh, frivolous, vexatious, misconceived, lacking in substance types of complaints. And so uh, so this is the one you think is one to watch closely, what happens with that particular uh, section, uh, 89B and 92 in the Anti-Discrimination Act in New South Wales, mm. uh, so that there can be someone who might have some common sense and able to refuse those sorts of complaints when they come before uh, the Commission. So, uh, yes, we'll keep yep. an eye on that. Thank hey, you. Another one just to touch on, uh, Margaret Court uh, being attacked again. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, sport here. Andy Murray now making some all sorts of accusations and things. Yeah. What's, what's happening here? Look, I love my tennis. I, my wife and I normally go down to Melbourne uh, for the Australian Open. Of course, not going to happen this year. Um, or next year, sorry. Uh, and here we go again with this woke economy, this cancel culture coming out for people that are really doing it for notoriety, I suspect. Neil, but Family Voice Australia has actually started a petition and we've asked the Grand Slam tennis star, Andy Murray, to one, apologise and with draw his comment that says that he wants Margaret, Arena, uh, Margaret Court Arena to be renamed because in his view, I think as a sport, you just have to be as inclusive as possible. Well, Neil, how come his view of, uh, his view of diversity does not seem to include Margaret Court's view? Because he, she, she's, a, she's a person of biblical truth. She upholds the biological difference between men and women. And all of a sudden, Andy Murray now wants to rename the court because he wants to be inclusive. Neil, really, we've got to stop this woke cancel culture 
uh, rhetoric coming through and through against Christian people of faith. Well, I guess he's probably been bailed up in a press conference and asked the question about Margaret Court, uh, knowing that there's an Australian Open coming up, knowing that there is a Margaret Court arena, and so he's offered his two bobs worth, his own thoughts on it, and uh, it's been reported, and all of a sudden he's calling for Margaret Court Arena to be renamed. So, uh, yes, it's you can imagine yeah. this sort of thing, and uh, you might assume that uh, these sorts of press conferences uh, will be laden with these types of questions in the lead-up to the Australian Open tennis next year, but uh, here he is right in the middle of all it, and and you've got a petition now yeah. that uh, you're, you're taking advantage of this opportunity to to actually just draw attention to this once again. What's your petition about? Well, well, we need to bring to the attention of all Australians, really, this is an Australian matter. Uh, so we're asking people to join the fight and add, add their name to our petition, and all they've got to do is go to our website, click on campaigns. But interestingly, this is we're going to tell Andrew Murray, look, please desist from calling for the renaming of Margaret Court Arena. It's got nothing to do with you. And, Neil, I have to laugh because I contacted Mark Latham. And I said, Mark, I'm doing an article. We're going to try and get this publicised. Have you got any comments? Well, he, he gave me a wonderful one-sentence comment. And he said, uh, Andy Murray should stick to his tennis uh, and go and fix the problems in Scotland, not Australia. <laughs> 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 well, in other words, stay out of it. Go and fix your own, you know, your own issues. Don't try and get involved in what we're doing in here. So there's a lot of opposition to this. Andy Murray's just simply going for notoriety. And here we go once again, the Christian faith, the Christian uh, leaders, and, and, and in particular Margaret Court is once again, she's a lovely person, is under attack. And we allow it to happen, so we need to make our voice heard once again now. I suspect ordinary Australians, when you draw attention to the idea that, uh, you know, a, a UK sports person is calling for major change here in Australia on our sporting heroes, I mean, there is no greater sporting uh, heroine in the sense of uh, the greatest tennis player of all time, Margaret Court, uh, that she ought to be honoured uh, in the way that she has done with the Margaret Court Arena. Uh, and uh, and so when you've got international, foreign uh, foreigners, uh, people who play sport from another country trying to interfere in Australia, mm. we do have this sort of reactionary, you know, it raises up the hackles, uh, doesn't it? Because uh, we think, well, you know, what right have they got to even speak? into our context. Absolutely, and don't forget that Margaret was the most successful female tennis player ever. And by the way, the, the, the arena down there, which I go, that's my wife and I go there all the time, was named after Margaret Court back on the 12th of January 2003. Why change it? Why do these people from the left, from the anti-Christian movement, want to get themselves involved with, a, with an issue that's sport-related not faith-related. So really we need to separate the two here and, and we've just got to defend Margaret Court in here, whether she's a, a Catholic or an Anglican or it doesn't matter. She's a Christian person. We've got a court named after her in Melbourne, a best female tennis player ever, and uh, all of a sudden Andy Murray from the UK wants to get involved. It's just not on, Neil. And it's a virtue signalling that there might be these sorts of comments and they target Margaret Court because she's the one who 
is famous and does command the headline, but what the attack is here is not just an attack on Margaret Court, it's an attack on Christianity, because that's why uh, Andy Murray has made these comments, uh, because uh, what Margaret Court stands for is not just Margaret Court and Margaret Court Arena, Margaret Court is a representative of Christianity, and so the the attack is against you and I, it's against every listener who's listening to our conversation today, Andy Murray attacking Christians. Yeah. It's, it's just not on. I, I think Andy Murray needs to go back to that film with Mel Gibson, whatever it was, where it says, freedom, you know. <laughs> we want to be left alone. Now, we want to be left alone in the sense that this is Australia, this is Margaret Court, it's our arena, we are Christians, we're standing up for our values, go away. And But it's, all, it's up to each and every one of us, Neil to make sure that our voice is heard. Okay, well, uh, let me point people to the website, familyvoice.org.au. I imagine, Greg, there's a link there for that petition. Uh, Listeners might get a little hot under the colour. The idea that uh, you've got uh, foreign sports people uh, wanting to interfere in Australian sporting legend history. Uh, So familyvoice.org.au. Greg Bondi is Family Voice Australia, State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil, and God bless to everyone. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 